Hi, and welcome to this episode of Day Is Done, the Friendly Pines Camp podcast. My name's Adam, and I'm excited you found us here. Coming up, I'll give you an update on some camp news before I speak to Erin Dunleavy, a counselor from Ireland, about her time here at FPC and why she's returning this summer. After that, one of our co-directors, Megan May, hosts our Words of Wisdom segment. Also, you may learn a little something when John Bailey gives you a Friendly Pines camp fact. Enjoy! This is FPC News for January 15th, 2020. During our downtime here at camp, the kitchen has installed a new dishwasher and revamped the whole dishwashing room in the kitchen, with lots of help from Derek and Gary. My wife Valerie and I recently adopted a blue healer puppy, and we've named her Joey. She bites everything right now, especially our hands, but she's slowly getting better. In other news... Our roundups start taking place this month. Our roundups are basically a way to be introduced to our summer camp program, meet some of our camp staff, and it's a great opportunity to meet some camp families from your own area. Our Scottsdale and Tucson roundups will take place in the last week of January, and our East Valley roundup will be held in Chandler in the first week of February. For more details, you can visit the events tab on our Friendly Pines Camp Facebook page. That's all the news for this episode. Make sure you tune in next time for some more camp news. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We're here with Erin and she's in... Belfast in Ireland. Cool. Welcome to the podcast, Erin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you're back in the real world right now. What is the real world for you? Well, I'm in my final year of university or college if you're American, so it's a lot of reading, a lot of writing, a lot of less fun things than camp, but it all means that I can go back to camp. So as long as I finish my final year, I know that I have camp at the end of it. So at least there's that. Cool. And what are you studying? Psychology. Heavy stuff. Plays right into the camp mind. Not so much uh, the performing arts, though, where... (laughs) You taught that this last summer. No, not so much. Have you always taught this activity at camp? Always, yeah, for the last two years. <laughs> last two years, and I, I see you're thinking of teaching another activity. Maybe. Next year. Just, you know, a bit of a change. Switch it up a wee bit. But I, I would miss it if I did change. I would miss running the talent show. I'd miss the stress of it. <laughs> That's for sure. It it's a, comes a little stressful for dance, drama, and singing. Yeah. All coming up to the talent show, which we have usually the second Tuesday of a session mm-hmm. where all the campers get to perform and sign up for the talent show if they'd like to show their, show off their talent to the camp. Um, so what is the other activity that you're thinking of teaching this summer? Uh, I was thinking of archery just so I get to be outside a wee bit more and I get to maybe see some of the older kids, which I don't usually get to see. So I'm usually with the younger ones. I know something different, you know. It's as far away as singing, dance, and drama as you could get, pretty much. But it's nice to have that change. Nice to switch it up a bit while you can. You said you like working with the little kids. Uh, you like Middle mm-hmm. Village most. What, what is it about mil- Middle Village that you like so much? So Middle Village, you get a lot of like the playfulness and the imagination of Lower Village, but they're just that little bit more mature and they can handle themselves a bit better. And for a lot of them, it's not their first time at camp. It'll be like their second time, maybe. Potentially their third time if you're kind of the top end of Middle Village. 
so you're able you can relate to them a little bit more because they're not so young but they still come out with the weirdest and craziest things that you can't believe that they said and it's just the funniest thing ever i know the younger ones always have such a like vivid imagination yeah definitely not so much as like intermediate village or upper village does Mm -hmm. so was it your middle village cabin was maya a middle village cabin when uh they were doing this night duty thing that you told me about (laughs) yeah that was middle village it was maybe it was half and half so half of them had been at camp before and half of them haven't been which is quite good because it there's always one person that knew what they were doing and they'd be able to kind of console the rest of the cabin. But they just came up with this tradition where one night they were getting ready for bed and we were waiting on night duty. And I went to the bathroom and came back out and they were all hiding on their bunks. And I asked them why. And they said, just wait, just wait until the night duty comes and then you'll understand. <laughs> so I'm sitting in my camp chair, not knowing what they're going to do. They could be doing anything. Like they will not tell me. <laughs> the knock on the door opens. And I think it might've been Steph. But whoever the night duty was, they jumped down off their bunks and start doing this choreographed song and dance about how during the night duty they're going to like have the best party ever and like they're going to play their music really loud. I don't know where they're getting this music from. And then I thought, like, okay, that's funny. That's really funny, really creative. And then it happened the next night. And then the next night. And then it happened when I was on night duty and I left to go and get the baby monitors and came back and they still did it. And they were like, why aren't you surprised? And I was like, I, I am surprised just in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny. They're good kids. Do you remember any of the song at all that they, they sang? Oh, gosh, I wish. It was like, uh, oh, consul- like, counselor is out tonight. We're going to party all night. Uh, something about how they're going to throw their cares away. And they're going to have them back another day. <laughs> it was very sophisticated rhyming for eight-year-olds. I was very impressed. It sounds like they were pretty prepped to make uh, night, duty, night duty a little harder for um, that counsellor. Maybe not harder, but definitely more interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for those that don't know out there, night duty for our summer camp is... Uh, that's when we give our counselors their R and R for the day. So we usually have one counselor looking after a few cabins, um, making sure that the kids are all safe and sound, and hopefully going to sleep. <laughs> so it sounds like your your Maya cabin had its own little tradition. Uh, mm-hmm. Friendly Pines Camp is coming up to our 80th summer, and with time comes traditions. What is one of your favorite camp traditions? That's a really hard question because there's so many of them that I love. As much as I love First Help, First Help is very hard to explain to anyone that hasn't been to camp before, specifically FPC. They think it's very strange, but it's so nice just to take that 10 minutes at the start of the meeting and think about your day. Like It's nice to reflect on it. But on the other end of that, something that's completely not quiet at all, I love the round dance that we do every session. It's just It's so much fun and the kids get so into it and I get to wear cowboy boots and I get to the best feeling ever is when you get to run into the middle and you get to demonstrate the dance for all of the campers. That's your best achievement when you make it to the middle before anyone else does. And it's just such a nice atmosphere and you get to see kids that you might not be able to see a lot because of the way they do the villages. So middle village would be with upper village and then lower village would be with intermediate village. So you get to see kids that you might not get to see normally. 
which is lovely. Yeah, you get to see like at least half of the camp and dance with them, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And everyone gets all dressed up, kind of cowboyish. Uh, there's a lot of plaid, mm -hmm. a lot of jeans. So much. I'm wearing plaid at the minute and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say that's one of the reasons that has made you decide to return to Friendly Pines for another summer? Definitely, yeah. It's just that sense of community and the sense of home that you get, when, especially when you return. I remember my first year talking to returning counsellors and they were like, no, when you come back your second year, it's like nothing's changed. It's like It's like you never left. And in my head, I was like, right, okay, I think you're being a bit dramatic. I can't be that amazing. And then I came back my second year, and I remember driving up the mountain with Hannah and Addison in the car. And I was like, no, I get it. And I, like, it feels like I'm coming back from an evening off. <laughs> it was so odd. It's the weirdest feeling, but it's the best feeling in the whole world. I don't think I can go another year without having that at least one more time. I know. It's so beautiful coming up Senator Highway. Mm -hmm. And you, you haven't seen pines just yet. And then they're starting to pop up. And then yeah. you're, you're right in the middle of it. <laughs> it's the best feeling ever. So obviously you're in Ireland. What is it that drew you to working at a summer camp in the USA? So I used to be obsessed with the Disney film Parent Trap when I was like maybe four or five. And it was one of those movies, you know, the way kids always have that one movie that they will just watch like every day for a month and they will not watch anything else. I alternated between Matilda and the Parent Trap. And I know there's just something about the Parent Trap really stuck with me. And it was always the first like half an hour of the film that I loved the most when they were at the camp because it was just such a foreign concept to me. And then my big cousin went to a different camp. She went through the same company that I went through, but she went to a special needs camp in Florida and she loved it. And my mom just kept egging me on to apply. So I basically just applied to class aid her and be like, okay, I've applied. And it ended up being the best thing that I've ever done because now I don't stop talking about camp ever. <laughs> Yeah. So you you you've probably brought some of FPC back to mm -hmm. your everyday life. Definitely. Like I think it just makes you more empathetic to people. Like if my housemate has a bad day in maybe my first year of university before I went to camp, I would find it kind of hard, not hard, but more difficult to relate to her bad day and be like, "Well, that doesn't sound that bad. I don't understand why you're being dramatic." But after having been to camp, I understand that different people process things in different ways and that's okay but having that empathy to take home with me was lovely and all the t-shirts to take home with me was also nice there's just tie-dye everywhere in my room I can see right now you've told me ahead of time that you identify with the courage virtue um before we delve into that I'll explain we we have a rendezvous mm -hmm. ceremony here at camp where all of the counselors all of the campers are led down to our rendezvous ring by the great scout and all of the counselors are encouraged to stand up and tell the entire camp something good that the camper has done and that each each and every camper is recognized for something and you've said that you identify with courage why is that I think just coming to camp in general takes a lot of courage, whether you're five years old, six years old, and it's your first year camp, or you're 20 years old, and it's your first way, your first time out of your home country or your home state even, and being alone, not alone, but being by yourself in a different environment away from your family takes a lot of courage. And then it takes courage at camp where maybe if one day you feel quite homesick to just power through and get through all your activities. 
and then you feel less sick, that in itself I think takes a lot of courage and I think that can't really manifest that with everything that you do. It's just, it keeps you busy and you end up not having to think about needing courage anymore because you just have it there. Yeah, you don't need to be as courageous as you were because mm-hmm. it's just... Second nature. Here we are now. We've made our way to the sacred rendezvous ring to ask you the questions of the podcast and to present you with your virtue. Erin, what is your favorite camp meal? Uh, The arrival day dinner where you get the grilled chicken and the cornbread and the salad and BB's brownies, which I have not stopped thinking about since my first summer. Hands down, it's the best one. The brownies are so good and we only ever get them on the first night. I know, they're so good. Best things ever. What's your favorite camp song? Ah, that's really hard. Um, I love Shoot the Moon because you get so many counselors up to do it. And if kids haven't done it before, they don't know. I won't ruin the surprise ending in case there's kids listening to this that haven't went to camp yet. But it doesn't end like you think it's going to end. And I just think that that's funny. And seeing it all, especially because Lower Village sits at the front and seeing their faces when it ends the way it does end, they're like, oh my gosh, that's my favorite. I know, it's a little sudden, a little unusual. Mm-hmm. We surprised. What do you like to do with your campers during free time? Um, it depends on the cabin. Sometimes you'll have a cabin that is quite quiet and quite introverted, and they take that time to kind of recharge from being with people all day. And sometimes you'll have cabins that just want to run around and get all their energy out before they have to sit down for dinner. So I kind of like to do a bit of both. So we'll take maybe five or ten minutes back in the cabin, and they can... If they're at swimming, they can change, or if they want to get out of their jeans and back into shorts, if they were at horse riding, we'll take five or ten minutes to do that. And the kids that are more quiet can have that chance to recharge themselves. And then we will maybe go to the clay park. But I like one of my cabins this year in Inca, we made like a fairy ring where we would like collect all these weird looking stones and like sticks that kind of looked like a heart but not really we would put them in like a little circle and then the magical fpc fairies would come and leave all the kids little notes about how well they were doing at camp and how beautiful their fairy ring was and how that's yeah it's so lovely so that's the tradition i like to do which is probably why i'm with the younger ones because i don't know if upper village would be quite as down with that as the little ones oh you never know they probably would be never know and last one what or who do you dedicate your stick to? Ah, um, <laughs> I always think stick dedication is really, it's not nerve wracking. I just have a fear of forgetting people because everyone I have is so integral and so important to how it runs from the people in the kitchen to the people in Prague. Like there's just so many moving parts there that everyone works together. But uh, maybe the campers, cause it wouldn't be camp without the campers. It's very weird on departure day when it's just counsellors and we don't really know what to do with ourselves anymore. It's like we're missing an arm. It feel like we have to be counting people constantly and then we don't have to count people anymore. It's a very weird transition. I would do it to the, count- to the campers. Camp feels so empty. I know, it's um, weird. Campers here. We, can't, we can't wait for them to show up again. Mm-hmm. And Erin, for showing resilience with a difficult cabin and an eagerness to try new things, I present you with the virtue of courage. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Erin. Thank you for having me. This is Words of Wisdom with Megan May. Hey everyone, I'm Megan May, one of the co-directors here at Friendly Pines Camp. And this episode's Words of Wisdom are, nothing is work unless you'd rather be doing something else. So I've noticed over the last few years and in the news and everything like that, you know, a big trend for millennials and the Gen Zers entering the workforce is they all want to find jobs and careers that make a difference in the world and have an impact on the world. And I can definitely agree with that. I, that's definitely something I found in my own personal life. I'm, I'm, I'm a millennial. And so in college, I was studying physiology. I had grand plans to become a dentist and, you know, pursue that career path. But I kind of had a quote unquote quarter life crisis. And I was like, well, why do I want to be a dentist? You know, how is that going to change the world? And so I graduated, did some traveling, some soul searching, and I came back to camp for just one more summer before I, you know, went off to dental school. And after the summer ended, I stuck around for family camp and I got to talking with these two sisters. They were campers in the 60s here at Friendly Pines. And we started talking about camp memories and we sang like the same camp songs. And I thought to myself, like, holy moly, like, camp like really made an impact on their life. Like they took the time to fly from out of state back to camp for this one family weekend. And they have all these memories, like clearly Friendly Pines like impacted their life in a positive way. So I was like, you know what? I want to be a part of this. So that was like four or five years ago. And I've kind of stuck with it ever since and changed my, changed my plans. And I'm, you know, pursuing my passions. And yes, there are times that uh, there's there's stress, you know, I'm managing a, a whole bunch of campers and counselors and there, I have a lot of responsibility, but I kind of think back to that family weekend and it's, you know, I think of the Im- impact that I'm making on all these people's lives and I, I realize that it's not really work because I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. So it's important to take these words and kind of go forth in your life and pursue something that you're passionate about, pursue your interests. And if you if you do that, you'll never have to work a day in your life. So. Thanks for listening. Again, the words of wisdom are, nothing is work unless you'd rather be doing something else. So thanks. Hi, I'm John Bailey, and this is Camp Facts. Camp Fact! During the fall, we cut down dead and dying pine trees on our property to be used as firewood. Then over two days in November, we split enough wood to last us the next 12 months. That includes all the wood we use during the summer for campfires. I've been Adam, and I'd like to thank Erin for joining us on the podcast. I'd also like to thank Megan for giving us those words of wisdom, John for presenting our camp fact, and finally, on behalf of all of us here at camp, I'd like to thank you for listening to Day Is Done, the Friendly Pines Camp podcast. Don't forget, if you're interested in attending one of our roundups, please visit the events tab on our Friendly Pines Camp Facebook page. If you want to get in touch, you can write to us at info at friendlypines.com or you can find us on social media by searching Friendly Pines Camp. Here at Friendly Pines Camp, we're turning childhood moments into life's rich memories.